watch the Elise DeLucci show. How are you? Episode 43. We're in my bedroom today as opposed to the living room. Because the kids are watching a movie and, you know, God forbid. God forbid I interrupt them. I usually would interrupt them. I'd say, get the hell out of here. Go home. Go in another room. But you know what? I'm being nice, Mommy. Because it was just Valentine's Day weekend. Which we'll talk about. But anyway, let's start. Fact of the day, baby. Chinese New Year is also known as the Spring Festival. Did you know that? It's, um, in Chinese culture, their New Year, it, it, it's the holiday that marks the end of the coldest days. So obviously all the people, they, they, they welcome all the spring stuff and what comes with that. The planting, the harvest, the new beginnings. They also call it the Lunar New Year, which I never knew. So we have the Spring Festival, the Chinese New Year, the Lunar New Year. But they call it Lunar New Year because other countries, North Korea, South Korea, Vietnam, they also celebrate this. So that's that. Has no set date either, by the way. Chinese New Year, um, it was just the other day, right? It was the other day. But but like in 2019, for example, it was on February 5th. That's because it goes it goes according to a different calendar, obviously. the It goes according to the lunar calendar as opposed to the um, calendar we use, which is the uh, Gregorian calendar. Is that the calendar we use? You know what? I don't even know. I should know, right? I'm, I'm doing this as a fact. I should know. Anyway, how are you? A lot to talk about. Valentine's Day, Chinese New Year if you celebrate. It's cold. I have a friend that's keeping track of the weather in North Dakota. Why? I don't know. I don't know. He's like, hey, Lee, text me. Hey, Elise, you know what temperature is in North Dakota? I'm like, no, but I'm sure I'm about to find out. Negative 33. Like, what, 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 what bearing does that have? He's like, that's so cold. Do you know how cold that is? Yes, I do. I, I, I do know how cold that is. I, 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 so I'm saying, we can never live there. Great. We, we, I, do, am I planning on moving to North Dakota from New York City? Probably not. Probably not. Although we talked about old cheap houses or cheap old houses last week. I'm sure we could probably find a, a very fabulous cheap old house in, in North Dakota. Um, is that, is that, is that, is that sub-zero? I don't know, negative 33. What kind of coat do you wear in negative? Th- do you just layer upon layer until, layer until you just roll yourself out of the house with so many layers? You're like a big giant clothing ball. Anyway, how was your Valentine's Day? Was it good? I hope you had a lovely Valentine's Day. The day before Valentine's Day, I I went out. I was um I, I went out in the city, you know, outside my apartment. And I was on the Upper East Side, and there was so many people scurrying around, like waiting online at bakeries, you know, online at lined out Dwayne Reed buying balloons, with people running around with little L'Occitane and you know little little um little bags, you know little little nice store bags with stuff in them. I I, I don't know. I just I felt sad. I I I don't, I don't know why. I just felt sad. I'm watching all these people scurry about, and I and it was. And I was happy, like seeing the people, but I, but I felt sad. And I think it's because the backdrop of this was all around the stores that are all closed. Like there's a Williams Sonoma on Madison Avenue and 86th Street on the Upper East Side, and it just closed. If they closed the location, I don't know why. These probably the greedy fucks probably raised the, the the rent like the rest of these landlords do, but. It's like everybody seems to be grasping at straws. So excited it was Christmas. People were decorating early. So excited it's Valentine's Day. Everybody running around getting all their stuff. And so they should. But it's like then there's that bigger picture of all these stores that are just closed and are hanging in there and desperate. And it's like, when are we going to recover? When? I mean, yeah, sure, it's one day. But but in my vantage point, 
on on the uh, Saturday, the day before Valentine's Day, just walking around. I'm, I'm looking at all the people running around, and then I'm looking at all the stores, and it's like slow dominoes. Every day, it feels like something new is closing. I go outside, I take a walk. It's like, oh, 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 look, oh, look, the giant mall retailer, William Sonoma, shut it, shuttering its doors. Great. You know, it's sometimes hard to stay positive. I mean, I, I feel I have a, a vested interest in staying positive. I mean, I talk to you guys. I, I, I have my comedy and all that stuff. I mean, I'm an entertainer. I have my daughters, but it's, but it's, but it's trying, but it's trying. You know, and it's like some people said to me not too long ago, they were like, you know, Elise, and this is tangent, by the way, off the Valentine's Day topic. Some people said to me, you know, Elise, like, you know, sometimes, like, you're talking about things that are closed in New York. You don't talk about things that are open, and there are things to do. And it's like, yeah, okay, that is the positive spin on it. But it's like, look, yes, the reality situation, are museums open? Yes. Did we open, reopen outdoor dining in New York? Yes. Overall, is the vaccine out? And, and, And especially the older people that are getting the vaccine? Yes. Is it keeping people hopeful and excited? Yes. But when you are out in the wilderness seeing the stores close with your own eyes, knowing that you are still working from, you know, your bedroom or or seeing that your kids' schools keep closing down, it's hard. It's hard. And on this Valentine's Day, on the day before Valentine's Day, the Saturday, there was so many more homeless people out. So while we had everybody scurrying around and excited to be out and about, there was, you know, there was a lot of homeless people out asking for, um, you know, some money. Anyway, but on my Valentine's Day, it was nice. It was nice. Thank you. Thank you for asking. It, 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 you know, to be honest, like, I don't really, I feel, you know, obviously I was married to somebody British for, for a bunch of years and, to him, Valentine's Day, I don't even know if they celebrate it in the UK, in Wales, where he's from. But, you know, of course me, I'm so corny. I'm like, oh, Valentine's Day, you know, just an excuse to get some jewelry. But <laughs> but I didn't really celebrate it too much um, when I was in my last relationship. I mean... So I didn't, I didn't have super high hopes. I mean, the day, the day was chill. We, we just watched TV, to be honest. We wound up at, in the evening, we walked to a restaurant. I told my boyfriend, I said, listen, I'm just going to put it out there for you. I'm not wearing heels. I'm not getting dressed. So if you think that I'm going to walk around like Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman, something of that extent, never happening. I said, I'm wearing stretch pants uh, so I could eat. I'm wearing a tank, a Gap tank top, the Gap modern tanks. I love Gap Modern tanks, by the way, with no bra. I'm wearing a sweatshirt underneath. I'm wearing socks pulled up my to my knees and flat boots. Just gonna put that out there for you. He's like, that's fine. Yeah, of course it's fine. Because what do you think that? What do you think? What do you think? So we walked to the restaurant, and um, and we went to this place, uh, um, Il Gato Pardo, which is in Midtown East. The leper. It's also called the Leper de Artiste. It's a beautiful Southern Italian restaurant. They did open up into a dining, as I said. But I wanted to eat outside because you know what? In some ways, this is a lifetime experience, a once in a lifetime experience, right? I love to dine al fresco. We were prepared to sit outside, um, so we did. We sat outside. It was very nice. We we were people watching, um, and that was pretty much it. We didn't do dessert at the restaurant because I had gotten us um, uh, ch- uh, chocolate covered apples from Miss Prindables. I think I told you about that a few weeks ago. MissPrindables.com. They make the most ridiculously decadent chocolate covered apples. I mean, I got like four of them because you know why would I get one? That's just that's just ridiculous. That's for skinny people. <laughs> So it's like it was four nice sized chocolate covered apples, and there's they're they're so they're 
the apple, and then they're covered in caramel, and then they're rolled, some of them are rolled in, like, walnuts, which is the one I like, and then they're dipped in chocolate. Like, I, why would I ever get a, a souffle it, chocolate volcano at the restaurant when I can go home and go ham on this kind of apple? So that's what we did. But, um, and it was fun. You know, it was, it was fun. But, you know, a lot of people think that having dinner out on Valentine's Day is, is corny, corntastic, cheese. So I, you know, I tend to agree, but yeah, you know, he wanted to go out. He said, it's an important thing, Elise. I was like, all right, all right. It's so important. We're going to go. I will say though, when we were walking to the restaurant, I did see some ridiculous girls walking around. I'm convinced that they were prostitutes. Okay. Literally they are in like their fake Hervé Leger dress. Okay. So tight. So like coming right down below their tush. No tights, no tights heels, sandals, you know, toes out, sort of sandal, you know, toes out, big spike heels, the big hair, maybe a tiny little like leather jacket that doesn't zip. And I'm just, I'm walking by these girls and I'm, I'm, you know, I look like barefoot and they, they're, they're, they look like a naked Barbie. And I'm just like, well, why, what's the point? What is the point of wearing that kind of thing? You know? I mean, I just don't want to dress up that bad. And I also don't want to be cold as I'm eating outside. Hello. But I, let me say, I will also say, not only when we were walking to the restaurants did I see, you know, some girls all decked to the nines. I um, I also saw more homeless people. So we're walking. So 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 okay. So here, so we're walking down the avenue. We're looking in some of the store windows. You know, just just as we do, just you know, walk into walking. You however many blocks. I don't know, twenty, thirty blocks. So we're stopping, walking in the looking at the windows. And uh, my boyfriend stops and he looks at this one window and he admires some, I don't know, some men's jacket or something. And he's looking at it and he's like, oh, that's, you know, really pretty. And I, I couldn't even tell you what store this was, but the coat had a bit, the jacket had to have been, you know, $8,000 million, right? And right at, at the base of my foot, I didn't even realize there was the feet of another person. And they were all sort of, there was a couple of them and they were curled up in sort of the, the vestibule you know, doorstep area of the store. And I just felt so bad. I literally smacked my boyfriend on the arm and I was like, come on, let's go, let's go. (laughs) I mean, like, really, really? And I'm walking, I felt terrible. I felt terrible. I felt like I almost had to go to church and light a candle. I said, you're you're standing in the window admiring a $9 billion jacket and there are people sleeping at our feet, you know? And he doesn't obviously know that. Neither do I, but anyway. I will say this, though, about the restaurant we went to. They weren't serving alcohol. Can you imagine? So there you are. You go out for the occasion. You think, all right, I'm going to get a little shitty. Going to have some nice food. Get a little shit. No alcohol. None. They weren't serving it. And they had a mocktail menu. I was like, what, what is this? This is a pregnant woman restaurant? But apparently, word on the street at the place was like they lost their liquor license, which I think that that's what's happening right now at some of these restaurants in Manhattan that are um, – putting too many uh, people in the restaurant, you know, or the, the, they're, they're overcrowding the outdoor tables, the, the health inspection or whatever it is, whoever comes around doing that kind of thing for the city, rips your li- liquor license away. And that's how they, that's how they make all their money, these restaurants with, you know, the liquor license. So, so yeah, that was great. Anyway, he did get me a gift. He got me flowers. He got me a pretty, a, a pretty pair of earrings, which was nice, shocking, because, you know, God forbid he ever bought me any other jewelry. I know, it's a pandemic. It's terrible to say, right? But, like, I mean, come on. I cook all the time. The least he could do is buy me something decent, you know? I got him Russell Stover chocolate heart, the big one, which I felt was, <laughs> was generous. 
and a card. I, I, I've gotten him other things. He doesn't need anything from me. Anyway, Valentine's Day is really about the girls, right? Come on. Now, my kids, different story. I went all out. I went ham on these kids, okay? Because I just feel so terrible. They, like your kids or your neighbor's kids or your family, for you know, your nieces, nephews, whatever. These kids, they're struggling. It's so sad this year. But I got my daughters. I love this. If you want to spend some dough on your kids, I totally recommend. I got them the, the Fuji Film uh, Instamax Polaroid camera. So I got both my daughters one. I got one of them. I got a purple one. The other one got a pink one. And I bought them along with it. Uh, you know, it's a Polaroid camera, but it's not called the Polaroid camera anymore. I, a newsflash to me. It's called the Fuji Film Instamax. I went on Amazon. I got it. And um, I bought extra film for the camera. And I got them um, a photo album to put their Polaroid pictures in. And I, I put it in a big, like, plastic clear bag. And I just tied it with ribbon and, and all that cute stuff. And I had that each, one each for them. And I had a little Russell Stover heart for them. And I also got them, I really went all out. I got them a little makeup case to share. And I put spa products in. And, I, and we had a, a girl spa day. Because I just felt so terrible. Like, I mean, the, the, the kids, they, they, I mean, do we know, do I normally guy buy them $100 cameras for Valentine's Day? No, I get them chocolate and maybe like a little tiny bracelet that says mommy loves you or something. But I, I, I knew that they were, this is something for them to do. It's a little new skill they could pick up, taking pictures, artful pictures. They love it. But I got to tell you, the film's not so cheap. I got, um, I got, I also got on Amazon. Of course I did. Of course I got it. I get everything on Amazon. It was $34 or $36 or something for, for like a, a few packs of film that made 50 pictures. So, you know, of course the more sensible thing is to get your kids a digital camera, right? And they could have unlimited pictures, but I thought there was something fun about them actually getting the picture that comes out of that camera. You know, I love Polaroids. I love them. In fact, by the way, in fact, by the way, someone told me about a, ca a printer that hooks up to your smartphone. If you have this, do me a favor and message me. I'm dying to, I'm dying to find out somebody that has it. One of my friends was like, why would you even get them the, the, the cameras, Elise? She's like, what a waste of money. She's like, why don't you just take a bunch of pictures on the iPhone and get them the, um, the printer for your iPhone. Apparently it hooks up Bluetooth printer for your iPhone and you can print out all your pics on the spot. And I thought, yeah, well, one, I don't know anything about that. And two, it sounds adorable, but this is something they could actually use and take the pictures, you know? Anyway, that was that. They loved the spa day, you know, God forbid. God forbid they, they don't go to the spa, you know, at five and six. They, they, they're really missing out. <laughs> Mommy, we want to go to the spa. Oh, really? So does your mother. Your mother wants to go to the spa, too. Last time I got a facial was like 200 years ago. Okay, please. I'm doing egg white facials pretending, really. So listen to this cute idea. Listener Andrea, hi, if you're listening, she told me the cutest idea. She has, I'm assuming it's a fake tree. It must be a fake tree. But she has her Christmas tree from Christmas, fake Christmas tree. And she keeps it up and she decorates it for all the holidays. I, I never heard of this before. It's And it's almost just a little too borderline Pinteresty for me because then I go down the Pinterest rabbit hole and then I get obsessed and I can't pull myself out. And I'm like, why do I have 10,000 multicolored popsicle sticks everywhere? Oh, I know because I we're trying to do a Pinterest project and I got obsessed with it. But this is but this is just on the border. So I feel like I'm going to do it. My uh, For Christmas, 
I put a fake tree up in my living room, but my daughters, as they're getting older, they want their own tree. So this year, of course, they had a little tiny fake tree in their room, and I should have kept it up because this Andrea told me, which I think is adorable, she puts decorations on it for Valentine's Day. She gets Easter decorations and puts it on the tree. Um, and how cute is that? Because let me tell you something. My dollar my dollar Cupid cutouts, cardboard cutouts, from, from my Dollar Tree <laughs> Cupid cardboard cutouts that I have taped onto the wall aren't cutting it. The festive kid holiday decorations. So, so next year, I'm definitely doing that. I'm going to put the kids' little fake tree up in their room. When Christmas is over, I'm going to take down the ornaments, and I'm going to throw up New Year's stuff. Then after New Year's, I'm going to put the Valentine's Day. Then we're going to do St. Patrick's, then Easter. And it's going to be the gift that keeps on giving, literally, literally. And by the way, on the Cupid, you know, uh, cardboard things that I've taped to my wall, like, let me tell you why they're taped, okay? Because why aren't, do command strips work for you? Okay, let me tell you something. People are like, get a command strip. All right, fine. Oh, yeah, okay, I got a command strip. I got a command strip. I put it on my wall. And I don't know if I'm some kind of animal, like I'm ripping it off or something. I put the command strip on the wall. You know, and I and I, so I put the, the little plastic, um, the little sticker thing, I put it on the wall. Peeled the thing off. Then I put the, the clear command strip on top of it. You know, the um, the clear plastic thing. And then I hang the, 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 the thing on. You know, like, what, what language am I talking? Everything is like and the thing. I'm aware of this. Point is, as I go to take the command strip off, it takes the paint off the wall. Okay, now in my living room, my walls are blue. My golf of it, I had the white walls. And and so now I have a giant white scrape on my wall. And it's like, these command strips, I thought they were supposed to get things off seamlessly. And so do you have a command strip alternative? I need to know. Unless, of course, I'm doing it like a savage girl because I just rip it off. I have no patience. I'm like, oh, holiday's over. <laughs> command strip. Command strip off. But, yeah. So now I'm just doing tape. I resorted to good old tape. I have fun tack. I have fun tack. But the problem is with that is the kids, once they see the blue fun tack, you know, we had that issue. Picking it off. Decorate, any wall decorations I had was, was, was soon on the floor because... Fun tack they thought was like, you know, mommy's version of Play-Doh. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. I hope you had a good Valentine's Day. Had lots of sexy time and whatever else goes on, honestly. Honestly. All I, you know, all I want to do is go to Atlantic City to a, a nightclub with my girlfriends. That's all, that's all I'm really looking to do. All I want to do is I want to put on an outfit, little heels, put some glitter, some glitter lotion on my chest, and go out for a night dancing with my girlfriends and order pina coladas and shot, shots of Sambuca. But no, no, can't do that. No, I have to go dress like a woolly mammoth and 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 and, and walk to a restaurant to sit out in the cult. Oh, anyway, you know what I made? Let me tell you what I made. I made orange chicken. Orange chicken the other day. Do you like orange chicken? You know, like like Chinese. Because, of course, anytime there's a holiday, I'm like, oh, let me make the, the, like a dish from the culture. And I don't even know if in China they actually make orange chicken. Uh, obviously, our Americanized Chinese food, we do orange chicken here. I have to say, Panda Express makes a delicious orange chicken. I don't even have a Panda Express in the city. But I've been to the mall at my mother's house in New Jersey. And they have Panda Express. And it's delicious. So I found this copycat recipe. Let me tell you how I made it. It was so good. I had I had a couple of chicken breasts, you know, big chicken breasts. I you chop them up into chunks. Okay. And what you what you do is basically you you you're gonna like, you know, you dredge the the um 
you dread, you know, you marinate the chicken, you chop your chicken into chunks, you marinate it in the fridge for an hour. And then when it's done marinating, you pour the marinade out, you dump it out, you dredge the chicken in some flour, you fry it on on the stovetop, you know, with a little peanut oil or sesame oil, sunflower oil, whatever you have, brown the chicken, get the chicken browned, take the chicken off the pan, you know, batch, batch, brown the next pieces, whatever you got to do. You deglaze the pan with some orange juice and then you put the chicken back in with the remainder of the marinade and you cook it for another 10 minutes. That's the recipe in a nutshell. But let me tell you what the marinade is. Okay, one cup of chicken broth. I did a half a cup of uh, fresh, uh, not fresh, what am I talking about? I'm high if I was going to say fresh squeeze orange juice. I would never. I uh, Please, I could barely p- keep my head on straight. One cup of chicken broth, a half a cup of orange juice, a half a cup of sugar, a third of a cup of white vinegar, a quarter of a cup of soy sauce, a couple of garlic cloves chopped, a little bit of fresh ginger chopped. I didn't have this, so I didn't do it. And a couple tablespoons of rice wine. I also don't have rice wine. I ran out. I do usually keep it, to be honest. But I do not have it. I ran out. I didn't do this either. So you take half that marinade. You put that all in a bowl. That marinade. You may, you know, you do it in a bowl. You put it in a bowl. You stir it all together. You take half that marinade, pour it in a Ziploc bag, put the chunks of chicken in, shove it on a plate, put it in the fridge for an hour. When the hour is up, you dump out that rest of the marinade, Right? You brown the chick, dredge the chicken in some flour with salt and pepper, brown the chicken in a pan, you batch brown, you deglaze, scrape up the brown bits with the any any extra orange juice that you have. And then whenever all the chicken is all browned, whatever, you re-deglaze the pan with the orange juice, more orange juice, you put all the cooked, the browned cooked chicken back in with the remainder of that marinade. Okay, you can add a little flour to thicken the marinade up. You let it cook for like, you know, I don't know. 10 minutes or something. You got to add the flour, though, to thicken the marinade, by the way. Otherwise, it will be like your chicken is just cooking in some floaty water broth. Um, and, and then that's it. And I served it over rice. By the way, if you don't want to add the flour when you have the chicken already in the in the pot, you can, th- that second batch of marinade that you didn't use, put it in a small saucepan and, and then add flour or cornstarch and thicken it and just let it be on the oven warm. So when you put the chicken back in that big saute pan, then you pour that already thickened marinade over the chicken, cover it, and let that chicken cook for 10 minutes. That's it. I probably told you that recipe like a lunatic, right? But my girlfriend gave it to me, and she said, Elise, try this recipe. It's this copycat orange chicken from Panda Express. And I was like, okay. And I had all this stuff, and it was divine. It was divine. Happy Chinese New Year to moi. We had that with some white rice. I made um, some steamed broccoli. Oh, it was a beauty. It was an absolute beauty. I loved it. So last week I was talking about manuka honey. And I know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I would never repeat anything that I'm saying. I just want to tell you that someone heard it and they were like, Elise, you know, you talked about manuka honey. You got to do a manuka honey facial. And I'm like, a facial? And just to recap, manuka honey is this, you know, specialty honey from New Zealand. It's all the rage. Um, celebrities put it all over their face, their lips. They, 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 they're eating it by the teaspoonful. And, and they have these, like, legitimate, super legit benefits, like antibacterial. And it helps you sleep better. And it lets, lets you be less, you know, um, stuffy and congested, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. And you got to get a good one. You got to get a good one. So 
So she says, my friend, if someone who reached out, my friend, everybody's my friend. I said, oh, you know, you got to do a Manuka honey facial. Now, let me tell you something, okay? I have oily skin. The thought of slathering honey all over my face, ah, uh, yeah, crickets, okay? But, but apparently, it, it, it's amazing because if you have acne-prone skin, which I do, you put on, you just basically wash your face and you slather on some honey and you keep it on for 20 minutes and then wash it off and that's it. And when, when, you're, when you're done, after you wash it off, you know, wash off the honey with warm water, you're supposed to take an ice cube, take an ice cube and run it all over your face. Just smooth, you know, just what? wipe all the ice, wipe the ice cube on your face and, and then put your cream on, whatever moisturizer and your pores are supposed to be super small or non-existent and your face is supposed to be very clean and your skin is supposed to be so soft. I'm just doing disclaimer. I didn't do this yet. If you have, curious to know, but that's that's the deal. And I just felt like I should say that. She said, oh my God, Elise, you got to do the Manuka honey facial. Just, you know, slather it all over your face. And I'm like, oh God, oh God. Like, I'm probably going to do it because I have nothing better to do. And you know, like I said, I'm dying to go to the spa. But by the way, I don't know if I said this last time. I'm sure I did. She she told me and she said, if you're going to get Manuka honey, at least you have to make sure it has a, they have a special like grading on the honey. And it has, the honey grading has to be at least a 15, like 15 and up to, to, to really be effective. Um, so I did buy one. It's, I don't know what brand it is. It's just some, Manuka, Manuka honey. Oh, that's what my brand is. I got on Amazon. And let me just say, I mean, this thing was not cheap. I think I might have paid for, I, I don't even know the exact price, but I think I paid for it. I might have told you on the last podcast because that's when I bought it. But I, I, I paid I don't know, $30 for this or something. I think my um, Manuka honey that I bought on Amazon, um, it's like a 15. So, so that's that. Anyway, if you did the facial, I'm curious to know if it worked. I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know, because I'm, I'm home all the time. What's the big deal? What's the worst that can happen? It just clogs my pores. I break out and then I have to, what, lock myself at home? Oh, nothing different than I'm doing now. Okay, nothing different at all. My computer is, I'm recording this. So I record my podcast on my computer, you know, and it's like beeping, like as if, like I because ha- I have it plugged in, but really, ugh, anyway. On the disgusting note, can I just say that, you know, you gained weight when your underwear is digging into your skin and leaving a mark? I mean, honestly, I'm in so much pain right now. Just as we're talking, I'm in so much pain. Why? Why? And why, you know, and why, why are Victoria's Secrets underwear? Why is the Victoria's Secret underwear? Why is the lace ripping all the time? Really? Why? I'm not talking about the lacy, you know, that full lace one. I'm talking about I have the satin, the satin one on. It's like satin with a like, little lace trim. The lace has separated from the satin. I've worn it like twice, okay? I washed it. I don't think I put it in the dryer. And not only is it digging, it's ripping. So, you know, I'm, so actually as I'm, as I'm t- talking to you, I'm, I'm busting out of my underwear like a giant girl, okay? God, speaking of things that are too tight, I have these, um, these, the, the Spanx, I have a lot, I have a, the, I like the Spanx leggings, so I have the Spanx, um, faux leather, leather moto leggings, they're like, they're cute, they're, they're faux leather, they're not the patent leather ones, they're just the faux leather, uh, leggings, and they have, like, the sort of motorcycle looking, um, bottom, uh, you know, on your, on your, front of your calves and at your knee, it's sort of like, I don't know, it's like horizontal lines, it's kind of bumpy, I don't know, it's cool, they look like motorcycle pants, anyway, 
every time I take off these leggings, I have indents all over my legs, like like an animal, like an animal. They live in indents on my print, um, um indent print on down my calf. You should see if I ever take them off in front of somebody, they think I'm like a leper. Mm, please, please, what, what, what do you expect me to do? You gain weight. They, my pants, my pants are gonna leave marks. That is my underwear. Say living, say living. So, product, product of the week. Once upon a time, it was nearing time for my slumber. I glanced in the mirror and I was looking ratchet, okay? This happened the other day. And I, I literally, I don't know what the hell happened to me. All day, I'm like, why? why, why? I, I, I went in the bathroom. I was about to go to bed. I washed my face. My skin, it just looked horrible. And I don't usually notice or obsess. I just did not say, I don't usually obsess over this stuff all the time because I'm always like doing things with the kids and whatever. But I look, I just looked like I hadn't had a glass of water in a year, right? I mean, it looked horrible. I have in my cabinet Kiel, uh, uh, this oil. It's called Kiel's Midnight Recovery Oil. You must have heard of it. Someone told me to buy it a couple of years ago, and I bought it, and I abandoned it. It's probably expired, but I was like, you want to know what? I'm so desperate. I'm going to give it a swirl. So I, uh, I, I put it on, and oh, my God. I'm not kidding. When I woke up, my skin was like a new woman. I'm not, I, like, I am not kidding you. Kiel's Midnight. And even though it was a couple years old, by the way, Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Oil, it's this oil, it's this um, dark cobalt blue glass bottle. It's about $50 and it's an anti-aging, like a night serum. It hydrates your skin. I, you know, I don't even know. I think it has like lavender oil in it and a bunch of other oils. And it's supposed to, it's supposed to give you like a smooth complexion. It's supposed to make your skin glow, blah, blah, blah. That's why I bought it, probably because somebody told me, and then the lady, you know, talked my ear off in the store, and I was like, all right, all right, I'll get it. But I um, but I did. I used it the other day. I washed my face. I put a few drops of the oil in my hands, and I just, you know, did that, slapped my face, as if, like, you could see me. Like, you know, just pat my face down. I didn't put any lotion on after. I didn't put any face cream on. I just went to sleep. By the way, it works for guys, too. And um, And when I woke up, my skin really did look nice. It really did. It had a ni- I'm, it had a nice glow, so now I'm sold. So now I'm using two year old serum, and that and I totally recommend it. I totally totally recommend this. I remember when I first used it, when I first got it, by the way, and I was using it, but I was using it like a lunatic. I was using it like every day with moisturizer. I wasn't tapping it on my face like like someone with class. I was just slathering on my face, and for whatever reason, at that time, it, <clears throat> it didn't work. Um. But, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, things change and maybe now it's working for me. Maybe at that time it didn't. I don't know if it was the way that I put it on or it had to do with the, the moisturizer, whatever it was. Now it works. If you go look this up on their website or on Amazon, you're going to see like 50,000 reviews. Okay. There's literally like 40,000 reviews. People, they're obsessed with it. It's like a cult product. Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Oil. Closing this out with a quote of the day, dolls. A quote of the Chinese proverb. No, proverb. God, oh, I'm struggling to say. <laughs> it's the bedroom. See, I'm all, I'm all thrown off. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all like out of sorts because I'm doing this from the bedroom, which I'm never doing again. I'm never doing this again in the bedroom. It's a living room or bus, and they have to get the hell out of the living room, make way for their mother. Thank you very much. Chinese proverb. Proverb. You see what I'm saying? Be not afraid of growing slowly. Be afraid of only standing still. Wow. Isn't that true? Huh. Be not afraid of growing slowly. Be afraid only of standing still. Change is good, people. Change is good. Anyway, that's all for today's show, the Elise Delucci Show. 
Thank you, as always, for listening. And I hope that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss an episode. We have episode 44 next. We're just moving right along here in season two. Anyway, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.